0: It's freezing, Steve, isn't it? Absolutely freezing. It is very, very cold. I walked to school this morning wearing my Sounder long neck T-shirt, over which I wore my Sounder hoodie, <laughs> my non-Sounder jacket. What a plug. Uh, and I was freezing, absolutely freezing. Anyway, I was in school for the uh, the nativity. They're all very modern these days, nativities. I don't know if you've been to one.
1: I think my first one is on Monday.
0: Right so they're like they're like kind of a twist on the traditional nativity story it's all kind of like trendy and sort of knowing jokes and stuff like that anyway my youngest uh was the innkeeper so he had three lines and he absolutely smashed it like a young brian blessed he was belted it out It was unbelievable
1: did he, did he turn them away what's that mean there was no space at the inn
0: Oh, I see, right. He did originally, yeah, and then he he, uh, softened and let them in. Uh, So, yeah, that was good. And also, I've been playing golf. Well, this is a revelation. Many golfs, I've been doing many golfs. It's been brilliant, actually. I played uh, Winter foursomes on uh, last Friday. Just, uh, I can't, I can't explain to you how good the Winter foursomes is. It's like um, people turn up in a sort of different mood. Like we, I played against a guy who is my golf course just full of weird successful people, and uh, this bloke is he's an insolvency accountant right so he basically benefits from other people's misfortunes so he's a nice guy obviously uh, and the other the other guy who we played against he is uh, he's like an investor person so he gets other people's money and then uses it to buy stuff and I played my partner's excuse me a retired GP uh, and obviously we're in the media so it's kind of like the good guys versus the bad guys is how we sort of pitched it but yeah, everyone sort of turns up in a, in a kind of, in a different mood, like they're on the starting blocks. It's like, it's winter for so we are going to get around in under three hours, come hell or high water. So everyone's like sort of half jogging down the fairway. We do that thing where you walk down with your opposition while the other two go and hit the tee shot. Um, it was a beautiful day. It was kind of one of those days where the sun never really gets up, so it's kind of like just a half light all day. Um and it was just great and we won obviously so that was even better we gave 13 shots there at foursomes man that's a lot that is a lot yeah
1: you've got to be a pretty good foursomes pair to
0: turn that kind of thing over well we had one bogey and apart from that we didn't give them anything and uh, it was good it was good so we march on into the next round and then like this new the other things have been happening i don't know if you've got this at your golf club you know how hard we well, do know how hard it is it's impossible to arrange a four ball match right People have just not, it's not happening, is it? And then there's always dispute. Emails, WhatsApp groups, people cancel at the last minute. Does it get rearranged? Should we claim a walkover? What's the right thing to do? Whose job's more important? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, on the Intelligent Golf app, you can message your opposition.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. I mean what about that yes you can and the other thing about that that's great about that app is it even works out the shots does it? it does what? so you don't even have to work out which, which can get tricky depending on the format can't it?
0: I couldn't believe it I was just sitting there minding my own business all of a sudden I got a notification on my phone I don't get many and uh, it was I think you won't mind a name check it was Jimmy Gribbon who was a very early adopter of these sort of uh, technologies and it was him saying welcome to the future basically and then we've all just sort of said, this is what I can and can't do. And it's, ne- it's almost arranged after one round of messages. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, it'll send you um, reminders as well.
0: So credit, the, credit the team at Intelligent Golf. That is fit for purpose, isn't it? That piece of functionality.
1: My, my, I, we're going to get a bit off track here, but my fav, famous, favourite thing, famous thing? Yeah. My favourite thing about that app is um, being able to upload cash without actually having to have cash. What? You just like you can upload your competitions. Uh, sorry, your um, oh, yeah, customer you account. You can just put money onto it, and then you just hand your card over. Or even if you've forgotten your card, they say, "Oh, what's your number?" Oh, There you go. Just take it off. That, yeah. You can do that. You I mean, you can do all sorts of things. Of course, there are other software companies who offer similar kind of sure applications. Are, yeah. But yeah, it was a revelation coming from yeah. from where I'd been before. The other
0: th- interesting thing about my winter yeah. foursomes was that um, I'm, my partner um. Normally plays with someone else, and that someone else is a guy called Stuart Melville, who is a RNA rules official, and he's refereed in the Open a few times. Um, he's a member of Woodley, obviously. Anyway, he's injured, so I've sort of taken his place as Jonathan's partner. Um, but Stuart sort of came down for the fresh air, and he came down in his full refereeing outfit. So he had like a sort of navy RNA blue jacket on, RNA badge on. So we had like a full-on official for our Open <laughs> had the Winter Foursomes. Which was also funny because obviously it was like a bit of a joke when we said, Oh, we've got a referee. But then he sort of couldn't help himself a few times when there was like a sort of lost ball times and whether if something was ground under repair or not. But anyway, there was, there was obviously no debate about what the ruling was. So that was pretty funny as well.
1: Well, at least everyone knows where they stand. Uh, I played golf as well, unbelievably. There's not been much golf. Mm. Probably the less oh, yeah. said you about...
0: Played, you were playing in uh, wine and cheese, whatever it's called.
1: The wine and spirits, yeah. And then and then it appears there was no wine and spirits. There was money.
0: Oh, you were taking the piss out of me last week for saying, does it include wine and spirits?
1: I just assumed it would include wine and spirits. Right. Otherwise, why would it be called wine and spirits? But anyway, um, the less said about the competition, the better. Good golf was not played. I did get a two.
0: Wine and spirits is a bit excessive anyway. Oh, we
1: had one at my previous club. Absolutely phenomenal. You'd come into the competition and the booze would all be lined up on the table. You knew exactly what was at stake. Yeah. And you'd be getting prizes down to about 10th or 12th.
0: I feel um, like it would be better if it was wine and cheese or yeah. spirits and a cracker or but, a beer and a bag of crisps. You can't have, You can't have a drink and another drink. The funniest thing about that competition, though, was like,
1: the frantic trade-off within the prize winners afterwards because obviously like you'd finish eighth for example and you might get a bottle of Bombay Sapphire and you, you knew that you were never ever going to drink it so you were trying to find someone else who might have the scotch and saying do you like this can we have this I used, to, I used to often end up with gin as a result
0: I feel like there must be a website that provides bad raffle prizes or bad prizes for this sort of giveaway my neighbour won a bottle of Asti's Spumante in a raffle yesterday I mean, who knew that even existed? Still, asti spumanti. It's like last seen at my granny's house in about 1988, I reckon.
1: I mean, it sounds like something that happens to you after a few drinks, doesn't it?
0: It does a bit. Yeah. What? Uh, tell me about the two then. I didn't mean to gloss over that. I was it was no, bra- no. I, was no, I, I
1: wasn't. I, I wasn't mentioning it to give you a shot by shot. I wanted to give it.
0: I wanted to give it the stage it deserved.
1: It was on the course's shortest haul, the Nine. par three 11th. 11th so the little the little for for those who don't know um york golf club it's it's a very strange hole actually because the 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 t is not on the course it's on common land so strensel is, Hang on a minute. Strenzel a minute. is essentially is a the common
0: three over the little stream that's the ninth. that's the seventh oh is it then there's the dog learns the straight one yeah right okay got you i know you, yeah I know
1: so, the, so, as I was saying, the interesting thing about this hole is that it's at, the tee's actually not on the golf course. Yes. It's, it's out of the golf course on common land. You play over a fence. You play over a fence and you play over a big tree.
0: Do you not also do that on the second?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but there's no big tree that you play over they on the second. You play a fence. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like an oddity of when the course was designed in 1907, something like that. Obviously, all the land was the land then, but since then... But anyway, I'm getting off the beaten track. No, no, I hit. This, a, this is.
0: I want to be on this track. I mean, right. this is, what, what are you telling us here? I hit a shot to about ten feet and hold the pup. That was nice. It is that hole. That hole is hard, man, because it's like the green's
1: tiny, in it? Funnily enough, I keep telling people I've, I've got a really good record on it. I keep telling people that this is the hole that I might get a hole in one on.
0: Well, it is, it's a kind of two or four hole, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, because if you miss the green, you're dead. Yeah. Steep bank on each side. You just cannot chip it close from there. Right. Green kind of slopes back to front, doesn't it?
0: And how does the two sweep work?
1: I got £4.37. <laughs>
0: <laughs> from what stake? I don't know, I'm laughing. It might, it might I mean, it's like a quid, isn't it? Right. Um,
1: but So I just about got my entry fee back for the competition. Is this cash or is this... No, no, it's on your... Vouchers, Yeah, whatever. it's on the vouchers. Uh,
0: and we—is it forced entry into the twos? I, I think is the big question.
1: No, it's optional entry. Right. I think th- this has been established. I think quite recently. I think somebody asked whether they had to enter the twos. It never ever crossed my mind before, but because um, normally, like, I mean, if you play my golf, which has just been universally bad for months on end, then the twos really the only thing you look forward to.
0: Right. So, awkwardly, you have to you, you choose to enter the twos. You do it on the computer, and you pay your four quid or whatever it is to enter the comp, and then you two quid for the twos. Mm. So it is optional. But you're saying that at Straney it was mandatory, and someone complained saying they're sick of having to enter it.
1: I, I, no, I don't think so. I don't think it was mandatory. I just I think, think it was, was shoot, the it? you just did it, didn't you? You paid your entry fee, no. and part of that was the lottery.
0: Got you. Got you. That's all good. Anyway, then I played again on Saturday. Buoyed by, uh, buoyed by my success in the foursomes and the good weather and a an opportune kids' party, which meant I had the afternoon off. I went and played golf. But because winter golf doesn't take very long, it's not the whole day. It's incredible. It's exactly how life should be. So I went to coach kids' football in the morning. I went home. I got changed. I ate some lunch, an early lunch, albeit. I went to the golf club, which is 20 minutes away, I played golf, and I went to buy a Christmas tree, got my kids' haircut, bought one of them some trainers, went home and watched the England game. That was the next day. That was the next day. We had an entire day of stuff that included golf, but that was not dominated by golf, and the kids came up for a golf lesson. It was amazing.
1: So you'll be renewing your membership then?
0: Well, I will, yeah. Uh, There's there's lots of things that happened, lots of incidents, podcast-worthy incidents. So first thing, I played range-play golf with Jonathan Taylor because he is my only friend at the golf club. Um, and we arranged arrange to play at 12. 12 o'clock is when the Saturday afternoon swindle tend to meet in the winter. Is uh, this the
1: swindle that you've been desperately trying to crack yeah, yeah. for
0: months on end. Exactly. I keep turning up like Liddy Ricky Gervais in the office, like, who does your tampons? And still no one's interested. Can't get a bite. And uh, anyway, we get there and there's like a stray 12 o'clock swindler in the car park without a home and he's livid he's livid he said he's quite posh he said he's used. To, I used to turn up at 12 o'clock and you're guaranteed to get a game there'd be a dozen people here we'd all just choose who we we're playing with and off we'd go nowadays they all do it on whatsapp and pre-arrange anyway I've been stood here 20 minutes like a lemon don't have a game can I join you chat I don't know why I'm talking he didn't wasn't talk like this <laughs> yeah. anyway he's brilliant so we've got a new friend it's absolutely amazing he's a judge and everything So that was really good. And he was good as well. He played off uh, 10 or 11, can't remember. And uh, he got 39 points. So, yeah. You found a new friend. Yeah, and his company was really good. Uh, It was lucky because Jonathan's got a bad back, so he only played nine holes, but then he kept walking around with us because he was having such a great time. Uh, And then one sort of little niggle I had, which I don't want to moan about too much, but it's the winter, right? And we've gone to the trouble of having these black tees Rated so people can play counting rounds off them, but then the December Stableford is off the blimmin yellows. So it's like another whatever four hundred yards walking back to a couple of tees takes that little bit longer. Don't know why we bothered really.
1: I'm glad you found a new friend to play with. I'm I'm having something of a crisis in that respect.
0: Well, this is kind of our topic, isn't it? So membership and social golf. We're going to talk about golf club membership subs renewals are upon us at a questionable time of year are we going to be renewing what's the benefits what other options are there what's the drawbacks so steve uh, is going to confess all
1: yeah i i've been, I, so i've been at york for how long now for about 15 months i joined in september 2021 yeah so i mean do the maths Um Get a calculator out, um, and I—I'd been at my previous club for seventeen years, and num- I'd been in a decent-sized group there. I'd been captain there. I'd been on the committee for a long time, and I was in—I was in a sort of decent-sized group, and for a, a variety of reasons, none of which we need to get into here, but most of which were just you know people's priorities change. Um, that group dispersed in, in various numbers. So I found myself kind of like. Um, lonesome on the golf course uh, and, and I thought well what am I going to do now I can I knew a lot of people at the club obviously I was captain I knew a lot of people or I thought you know what I can uh, go somewhere new and um, try I, I hope the people at my previous club don't mind me saying this but Strenny is a great course it's probably a, a better standard of course than the one that I was at um, and I thought well I'll go and start again somewhere else and the course is amazing the club is really great. It's really friendly. Uh, everything's, like, everything's like tickety-boo in that respect. Um, but I do like to play. I'm not the kind of guy that will go and play golf on his own. I do like to play with people. And I found it hard to get into a group the same way that I did at Sandburn. And what the last sort of three or four months of golf have, have made me realize is actually, that's kind of like a really important thing for me with golf competitions are clearly and competitions mask this to a certain extent because I think there's just a more accepted principle that you can just sign up with people um, you know if there's a spot in a competition just take it it's there for someone to take I always feel a bit weird you know like when it's social golf about just jumping in on someone else's time if it's there and so I found myself in this situation at the moment where I'm really not playing much golf at all um, and um, you know, wondering what I do about that. Don't don't particularly want to pass my membership off or anything like that. But um, you know, I'm paying potentially quite a lot of money for uh, for something that I'm not currently using very much at the moment. Yeah. So that doesn't mean I'm going to leave. Any- anyone from Strenzel listening, it's 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 just me basically saying, you know, I'm in that period somewhere. I've been at the club not a significant length of time by any means. Um, And I'm sort of of struggling a little bit with it at the moment. I think that's fair. So, well, thank you for sharing. Pleasure. It's good to talk. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's weird to start with sort of unpicking that. So um, we want to talk about the time of year membership renewals because I think that sort of feeds into what you're saying is that you're playing less golf because of the time of year and then you've got this niggle that you're not quite settled. What's the value in it? I think that's one thing. I think if we start in a slightly different place because... I sort of mock um, the chap that we played with on Saturday and I really shouldn't because he's a great guy and we had a really good time. And what he was bemoaning was a sort of slightly shift in culture at my golf club, Um, which kind of speaks to what you're saying because the spirit of a member's club is that anyone can play with anybody, right? Yeah. Um, That's sort of the point is that you've joined because you want to feel part of something. Um, I have this conversation with... uh, Non golf was quite a lot. Um and not just in the context of golf, but also in the context of being a football fan. Like why do you travel to Old Trafford or Ellen Road to watch a team play? Like when you can watch it on the telly? What is the point in putting yourself through that hardship and it is to feel part of something, to feel like you belong somewhere, right? Um so when you join something and you don't feel part of it, that is quite it's quite a dismaying place to be because you kind of like you've sort of said, haven't you? I would like to be part of this, please. But then you're on the periphery of it. And that's difficult. Um, I think what Old Woodley has done well over the years in the sort of culture of the club is it has these two sort of significant roll-ups on a Saturday. I've talked about, about them before on here. They have the Boom that play at um, 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning, Breakfast Order of Merit. Um, and they have the Saturday afternoon golfers that play at 1 o'clock in the summer or a bit earlier in the winter. And... Um, and pre-technology, they were genuinely roll-ups. Everyone knew what time people were getting there, and you just turned up. Uh, and people moved between the two groups, depending on their diaries. You've talked about um, the shotgun at your club, um, working well with an with a 8 o'clock start and 12 o'clock start in the winter. That is basically the way golf is played at Woodley, albeit it's not a shotgun. You turn up at 7 and you get a game between 7 and a half, 8. You turn up at 1 you get a game between 1 and 2 o'clock. Uh, and you play with whoever, and they chuck the balls up, or they might say, "Does anybody need to get off?" or "Has anybody not played with each other for a while?" or whatever. But you just basically put with who you put with, uh, and it's an all comers are welcome. And I think it's taken me a while to realise the sort of value of that because it means that as a new member, you just you just go and do it, um, and that has changed. I'm not a new member, but that has changed, and it has made that kind of um, casual golf. Um, harder it's made integration harder because the games are pre-arranged on whatsapp that's great if you're in the whatsapp group with seven or eight people and you know you can get a game at a time but if you're not that's a problem and yeah. um, so I'm sort of feeling your pain so what um what are your options in terms of integrating
1: well yeah I don't know uh, I've, I've made an appeal to the pro <laughs> Um,
0: I know this yeah like a passive aggressive
1: no no like a kind of desperation um, where I essentially said please help me pro
0: how what format did this take
1: well I was in a lesson Mm. um, because obviously my golf's been outstandingly bad as everybody who listens to this regularly knows so I'm trying to fix it and he was saying to me are you practicing and I'm not very good at lying Um, (laughs) so I essentially had to say to him no I'm not Uh, and and tried to come up with some weird excuse and then at the end i basically fessed up and said i'm not practicing because i'm basically not the kind of person who yeah i will find something better to do yeah is, is the point you know um and so uh, yeah so he hopefully he's he basically said to me and this is the value of a great pro right so i'm gonna i'm gonna big this guy up I, I, i'm hoping that he didn't think this was a private conversation that I'm now, t- now I'm now telling everyone. But is Mark Rogers? It's a great PGA pro- professional institution at York. Here's the value of someone who's really looking after you because he, d- he didn't have to do this. He essentially said to me, "Look, if you're wanting to play, just call me. Mm-hmm. Call me, and I'll find some people who, you know, going to be around that we can that we can place you with." Which is a phenomenal thing for him to do. I think. I mean, it just shows you, doesn't it, how, uh, you know. How, like a dating agency. Well,
0: <laughs> sort of like Bumble for golfers. <laughs> um,
1: but but tremendous stuff, and, and yeah, that'll be the um, that'll be the first stop for me. I think I, I should point out at this at this stage that I'm not complaining about this. It's just uh, it's a nature of my personality, I think, and it's a nature of um, the times that I can play golf because I can play at unusual times. So on a Saturday, my family setup means I'm really have to play on an afternoon which is which is not when a lot of people traditionally play golf right i mean it's nine o'clock peak mm-hmm. time um sundays i'm fine but Saturdays a bit tricky and that makes it a bit more difficult difficult and the people that i do play with because i have no issue signing up to spare spots in competition the people that i do play with are lovely They're absolutely lovely the people at the club are lovely so everyone there's
0: fantastic when you signed up to your spare spot in a competition this is now going to like be sort of like counseling it's like a confessional this isn't yeah. it when you've signed up to your spare spare spot in a competition you found someone that you like do you not then exchange numbers
1: yeah well we we, we you know you do the old you know if you are ever free you know feel free to pop in you know, steve is then. currently
0: sort of looking at me through his eyebrows yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but i'm often taking the spot of someone in an established mm. three who, who hasn't been able to play for whatever reason. The mm. competitions at York, I'm sure they are, for a lot of people who are listening to this, are enormously popular. Yeah. I mean, you can get 170 to 200 people signing up. So I'm either signing up by myself. I do have a, a, a pal um, down there that I met in like the first week who's a really good lad, um, but he was predominantly a weekday golfer. This is changing now. He's He might have to go to weekends and that might solve some of the issue for me. Um, but it does lead you uh, to think, I mean, you're asking me the question, am I unselled? Well, the, the answer is yes, because I'm not, I don't feel brilliantly. And you know me, you've, you've known me for, for seven years now. Have you ever known a time in my life where I've played
0: this little golf? No, I'm not, I've not often known you'd be sort of down on it either. Um, some, at some places you'd get a sort of notification, wouldn't you, from the club or an email for something saying, are you okay? We haven't seen you for a while. That would happen at a gym, wouldn't
1: it? The gym thing, yeah. I mean, definitely. I was a member of the gym and that a, a poor member of a gym as well because I never went to that either. Um, and that used to happen constantly. Are you okay? I think in leisure industry, this kind of... Is it tracking? Is that right to say? Um, but this kind of member monitoring is um, is a lot more common than it is in golf. I was actually talking to a golf club manager about this recently. I used to work in bingo um, and bingo was you know depends on like regular custom regular customers and he told me the story of um, how, how he thought golf could learn from bingo by doing this you know with the tea sheets that we have and the online tea booking now and the availability of basically ready information to see when your members were playing i mean the downside to that he said was you need people to be looking at that information full time you know it's it's not a Will do this once in a blue moon, and that has its own administrative problems. But yeah,
0: there should be a a member secretary who is concerned with the members' welfare, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Um, welfare is overstating, but you understand the point. No, I I think they're engaged with the club.
1: No, I think that welfare is a good word actually because you know, golf clubs are not where I see the distinction between a golf club and a gym is you know, a golf club is a community. A gym can be a community, but a golf club is a community. It's a community of people. And just going back to this golf club manager, the point that I was was getting to is what he would say is if they had a regular who played every Tuesday at 4 o'clock or whatever time it was and they'd done that for years, and then that member didn't turn up for two weeks, someone will be asking that member where yeah, they were. They'd yeah. be on the phone to them. They'd be saying yeah. like, oh, are you okay? What can we do? Is there a special offer that we can give you? And that's unheard of in golf. I, I've been at clubs where I used to have, um, I used to have one of the, uh, back in the day, an old flexible membership that I, that I used, I think, once. And then when the 12 months came around, I just ditched it, I'd used it once. Not at any point did anyone ever say to me, are you okay and then there's the surprise isn't there and I've had this because as you know I've had some country memberships as well um I do like to get about maybe I'm just restless and I just get bored at one place There's, there's, there's there's a possibility of that um but at none of these places has anyone ever said to me what's going on you know are you okay are you using the facilities everything to your advantage you know are you happy um and then what I do get, though, what I have had on a number of occasions is when you send the resignation email, why are you leaving? Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Well, what's wrong? Why yeah. are you leaving? Well, you know, if you'd asked me this question six months ago, we might have probably been able to sort it out.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that is classic sort of employer uh, problem. So that, the idea of the, the tracking thing, it's like, it's kind of the perhaps the solution to the problem, but also the cause of the problem. So a lot of these private clubs certainly the club that I play at would, wouldn't would have had tea time booking pre-Covid we then had tea time booking and then the membership vehemently 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 opposed it um, and we now don't have it again well actually that's actually it's not quite true we now have like a weird hybrid thing where sometimes you can book a time but most of the time you can't um, visitors get a time but members don't um but probably the legacy of that is that people got into the habit of the roll-up not existing tea times being pre-arranged whatsapp groups got smaller groups got smaller and we sort of are where we are as described a minute ago so i think that um what you're describing of people people's every move at a golf club being tracked so if you're just turning up for a social game you're, you're logging in onto an online tea booking system that has obviously got massive advantages in terms of the data that can be collected. It's got massive advantages in terms of knowing about rounds played, about member usage, about member engagement, about how be able to pick up people who are perhaps falling by the wayside, who are not using the club as much as you'd like them to. But I just think people, like, the, the the opposition that there was to people being asked to book a time, let alone the sort of having it rubbed in your face that people are tracking when you're playing, how much you're playing, how much you're using it. Like people would people would not like that. Um so I don't know I don't really know what the middle ground is, whether you'd be sort of logging your presence perhaps more than logging your round of golf, that might be a middle ground. Um but I do understand that part of a club part of the club's role is to kind of put an arm around people, scoop up people who've fallen outside of um, playing patterns and try and help. I mean, do you have much attrition at your club? I mean,
1: you're a pretty aspirational club. You're a top 15, top 20 club in England. And if you don't mind me saying, you know, it's expensive. I don't mean just in the terms of the membership, I mean in the joining fee. And the joining fee, I often think, is the thing that golf, the mechanism that golf clubs use to keep you. Because if you're paying like a whopping joining fee, unless you're a person of, some means. Yeah. Um, you know, you're all that's always going to be well, am well, I going to just waste this money?
0: So on the topic of membership renewal, so why do why do people join golf clubs? And I'm saying that we've covered a big part of it for me is to feel part of something. Um and that is kind of an ethereal thing that you can't quite put your finger on, but you go into your club, it's a play a second home, that's massive. Um then right at the other end of it, they're sort of hard-headed. Why would you stay a member of a golf club? And people sort of scoff at joining fees, don't they? And say, oh, they're a thing of the past. and They're not a thing of the past. Well, okay, they're they're sort of archaic way of thinking and who do these clubs think they are trying to ask people to um, pay a joining fee in this day and age and blah, 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 blah. But they are a massive retention tool, massive.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I've not been a big fan of them. Um, you just need to Google national club golfer and joining fees and you'll see that so there's no point in me me rolling back on this I've been very explicit that I think joining fees are a tax on membership Um, you know um, I understand why they're there because they provide a golf club with some decent revenue um, for capital projects and that sort of thing um, and as you said they are uh, a good retention school a uh, re- re- good, uh, good mode of retention I, I think that golf clubs some golf clubs couldn't wait to bring joining fees back after Covid obviously as they got oh, full and, again and I
0: think on all power to them
1: we might agree to disagree on this I see their point I, I'm, I'm not sure about the I'm not sure I like them
0: but but I think I, I didn't actually know that you um, I'm going to say it again: are so vehemently against joining fees, um, and I, I think, I think we might have discussed this before during COVID. But I, if people, if pe- if there's a waiting list for your club, people are willing to pay a joining fee, you are safeguarding yourself about having a transient membership. Like so, even in this in the in this uh, brief podcast, you've talked about um, a kind of cohort of people. Do you know, cohort. I think is a word that something to do with the German army. Oh. It'd be Roman, Roman. That's it. I discovered it when I was doing a crossword yesterday. Anyway, if you have a big cohort of people leave um, Sandburn all in one go, those people would not do that if they had three times the joining, uh, three times the annual subs tied up in a joining fee. Even if that joining fee was paid a decade ago, because at the back of their minds they'd be thinking, "I've paid three, four grand." In one go, I've have invested in it. I've got a down payment in my membership here, and I'm going to think once, twice, three times before I'm willing to let that go.
1: I'm, I'm laughing. Out. I'm laughing because I'm just looking at my polemic against joining fees, where I said, "What do these clubs want next? Blood." <laughs> I mean,
0: I just think that, but I, but I think that right. So the cat, the cash is the investment, right? But what that, what comes out of out of the other side of that is some loyalty. And you just said another thing. You just said is that, oh Woodley. It's not it does not have any attrition, and right enough, it does not have any attrition. It's an amazing golf course. It's an amazing golf club. It also has a joining fee, and I would think that all of those three things are contributing factors.
1: I I already know that I can't win this argument, so why I'm going to I'm going to accept defeat gracefully? Why? Because um, I've just paid a joining fee myself. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> although although it wasn't probably quite as much as yours was,
0: but yeah, but it is it is. I think it does make the thing very, very sticky um and I think that with this is about membership renewal, and I think that is a factor
1: I think it depends on this i think it depends on the size and I think it depends on how long ago you paid it yeah i think I think the, well, those are the two those are the two key things. I understand why clubs do them um,
0: and you also but a, a lot of golf more golf clubs than previously there are waiting lists now, so leaving involves perhaps not being able to rejoin.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens through the next year or two. Well, it really
0: will. And we've got this thing, um, which I know is a bugbear of yours, where some clubs, our our clubs, subs renew on January the 1st.
1: Do they really? They do. I just think that's insane. <laughs> I mean, I really do. I think that's absolutely insane. I just think about the timing of that. I mean, I suppose again it all, it will depend on uh how a club is set up the affluence of their members whether it matters or not i am not rolling in money i'm not suggesting for a minute that you are either but um you know I, my golf club membership will they'll ask me to probably pay it they, pref- they prefer me to pay it end of january but i don't have to pay it until end of march it's a not insubstantial amount of money unsubstantial amount of money um it, it will take quite a long time to put together Um, and if I had to pay that on January the 1st that would be I mean I'm I'm about to get crushed by Christmas and cost of living are your subs are
0: your subs going up as well
1: yeah yeah Uh, the final figure has not been released so I probably can't say it on this pod right but yeah I mean all all golf club memberships are going to go up if anyone can please if your golf club membership is like staying the same get in touch with me because I'd like to write a story about it do we have any
0: um information or data from gcma or anyone on kind of what the sort of average increases are anything anecdotal
1: yeah well i mean anecdotal i've been speaking to a number of golf clubs and i I, I think i'd heard the most i've heard was 20 percent um which is wow that's a lot of money Um, you've got to be pretty confident in 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 your team and your crew that you're gonna not get some pushback on that um mainly i'm hearing between sort of five and ten percent a couple of clubs have gone below that but not much below that
0: and what have we got inflation at, at the moment about seven or eight
1: no like is it 11 point8 is it ten point seven 11 point8 it's pushing up
0: right um so yeah the January the first renewal date uh, it couldn't come at a worse time of year could it so I mean in my house we've got two kids Christmases I've got a wedding anniversary and I've got a kid's birthday all in the last two weeks of December and then I've got to find my golf club subs as well
1: and people say well, because i used to pay by direct debit which i'm sure we'll get into in a minute um and people will say well you should just be saving your money up every month but life doesn't work like that does it no um and now i've got to find well over a thousand pounds life doesn't work like
0: that because it takes planning and because there's always something to spend your money on rather than save it for your golf club subs or whatever else like my car yeah exactly and like your mortgage and like Oh God! Mortgage crisps crisps in your mouth.
1: I've forgotten about my mortgage. I'm coming off a fixed rate at the end of February. That's going to be fun. This is not a therapy session, honestly. It needs to be. I'm desperate. Tom.
0: But, uh, but, But what you do do is find money for things that you want to do. Yeah. Generally speaking. So if you if you if you want it enough, you'll find the cash for it somewhere or another. And I think that is the biggest problem with the. Date of the membership renewal because, it the cash is the cash is the cash whatever time of year it comes right. Um, I understand that you, put, you have personal cash flow issues around Christmas time. Who doesn't? Um, but if that membership renewal comes in between rounds of the summer knockout, or the week before the club championship, or when you've just played seven times in a in a week you're much more likely to find the money.
1: I, I've, I cannot understand, apart from tradition, why a, a golf club member, a golf club would not have a renewal date in the middle of summer. Yeah. Why, why would you not do it? And, and there might be a holiday argument to that. You know, member, a lot of members on holiday, um, they're going to be shelling out. I, I understand that. But if you can't keep people at your golf club at the height of the good weather, when the course is looking at its absolute best, when everyone's out all the time, when everyone's enthusiastic then I think you've got a much better chance there than you have in, in in sending a bill in the middle of December and saying, right.
0: Well, there will have been people, that there'll be people getting bills through when their golf club hasn't been open for two weeks. There'll be get, people getting their bills through that have forgotten they're even a member of a golf club because they haven't played since the clocks went back, forwards, whatever. Throw forwards, leap back. Back? Fall, fall back. Back, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, if, if for all kinds of reasons, it's a very, very strange time to do it. Personally, I think the best time to send out subs letters would be as the winning putt is hold at the Masters. That's the when everyone thinks golf starts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's when we're all, we're all kind of desperate to get out and play because we're motivated by the clocks going forwards, the green grass and the sunshine from uh, Augusta, and yeah, you do anything to get on the golf course at that point. So it is a bonkers time to be sending out letters.
1: I know there are... Uh, I mean, I used to pay by direct debit. I did it for 17, 18 years, oh. and it was fabulous. Um, obviously, that was at a proprietary club. I, we don't need to get into the reasons here, but there are some issues with, pri- with private members club and direct debits. I think you need a third-party credit agency, which obviously comes with a cost attached to it as well. But I paid by direct debit for... 17, 18 years, and it was fabulous. It was fantastic. I, I didn't even notice it, the money coming out of the account um, yeah. after a while. It just went... I understand that there'll be people listening to this who will say, well, yeah, but then you get the people who at the end of the season just disappear and decide not to renew. Um, and at, at, at clubs that I've been at, they've, they have tried to tackle that, with various sort of contractual agreements, but at the end of the day you know is it if a member decides to go and cancels their direct debit what are you, what are you going to do I
0: mean there's a legal recourse, but do you take it probably not so do you know what we, we, we didn 't intend to get into this in this podcast, but I think what you 're now seeing is what I thought would happen three or four years ago, which is a split in how people consume golf a very clear split and I think that all of the thing all of the um, all of the things that we're describing basically speak to that. So no, why why have a joining fee? You're saying joining fees are ridiculous, there are tax on membership, blah, 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 blah. You're also saying let me pay by direct debit and the opposition to that is, but yes, then people just leave at the end of the year or leave mid-season or whatever else. So all of these flexible ways of paying, all of these flexible memberships, all of these uh, lack of joining fees speaks to a more transient golfer, right? Speaks to someone who is making decisions based on their circumstances at a particular point in time. And that's going to lead to people moving more. And what that is then going to do is create the type of scenario which you're experiencing yourself, which is a more transient golfer, where the club means less to people. Club life is materially changed because membership members come and go members are using that club more like a facility less like somewhere they belong um and i think that there's room for both of those things in any particular marketplace what you have now with online tea bookings you have worldwide handicapping uh you have we've sort of seen over a two decade long period the sort of the death of the requirement for things like handicap certificates when you arrive at golf clubs Everything makes it easier to play your golf in more places than just than just just one. And that works for some people, right? Yeah. Other people really want to feel part of something, really want to be part of club life, really want all of the things that come with that. And both of those things are fine, but they are unhappy bedfellows if you are trying to say, on the one hand, we're a private members' club where you're joining here because we look after people it's a great club to be a member of because everyone's part of it blah 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 blah. but on the other hand you don't have a joining fee you allow people to pay by direct debit people leave at the end of the season it's whole new people people playing little fours and it's not it hasn't got that private members club feel
1: yeah the sort of split between proprietary and private members clubs probably neatly explained although that's not a, <clears throat> that's not an absolute there'll be variations
0: on either theme, well, aren't they? Absolutely. I don't think it's that split at all because I think you can have the feel of it. Like the, Woodall Spa is not a private members club. It's a proprietary club. It has a board of directors. It's a commercial entity. You go there, it's the same people. It's got a local membership. The same people play all the time. It's the premier club in the area. It's a big RAF club. Massive, well-played uh, golf course by its membership. Mm-hmm. You can equally go to a private members club which is owned and run by the members which has a commercial feel to it because people come and go because there is no joining fee because it's too easy to move because there's nothing keeping them there from a club point of view Hmm. Um, and I think that the industry will go in one one of two directions is that you will have clubs that have got innovative pay-as-you-play models you'll have clubs that are are willing to work with um, flexible membership type products and you'll have clubs that are properly private where perhaps it is harder to get a green fee um, but it is it is a club that is for the membership and they'll expect some loyalty for that what do you think is going to happen with what with membership
1: this year I mean obviously we've had this boom um, waiting lists as you talk about joining fees now we've got costs running rampant everywhere um, I mean I'm not you know whatever happens I'm not going to you know I'm going to stay in golf yeah um, almost certainly stay where I currently am um, but that's not going to be the case for everyone is it some people are going to have some difficult decisions do you think that we're going to revert back to the mean now pre-2019 or pre-2020 yeah, yeah
0: really quickly yeah really quickly um, for all the reasons we talked about I think so the, there are there's a finite number of people who are um died in the wool golfers i've played since i was 13 or 14 and the idea of not being a member of a golf club just doesn't it's just something that you do it's like paying your electricity bill it's like part of life um so and the the this sort of bitching and the moaning about things that could be better and uh the funny characters at the club is all is all part of it right that's what you're paying for. Um, and I want to be able to meet people and tell them where I play, not because where I play is brilliant, just because it's it's sort of saying something about you, isn't it? I'm a proper golfer. I'm a member of a golf club. So it's what I do, and that's despite all the trappings of this stupid job where you can play wherever you want, pretty much. Um, so I think that those kind of people, people like me, people who are a member of a club because it is what they do, and they're like it's not just unique to sport. Like I might I take my kids to Weatherby Rugby Club. They're people who join the club as a social member, they haven't played rugby for two decades and have no kids there, they want to be part of something, right? And that is a big part of the culture in golf. A lot of the people who've come to the golf later in life or because of COVID or they've picked up their clubs again, they've stopped before for a reason. They'll stop again for a reason. They started because they couldn't do something else. They can now do something else. There's all this squeeze on uh, cost of living and the golf product to a greater or lesser extent hasn't changed. So if you like look around this area, the clubs in this area, they're the same as they were in 2019. Yeah, all right, dress codes might have relaxed have relaxed a bit. Some of them might be, it might be a bit easier to book a tee time because of online tee bookings are perhaps slightly more prevalent. But they are basically the same. Golf still takes four hours. It's still quite expensive. you still got to wear golf clothes to do it in. You still have to, um, at all, most clubs, there's members' times when you want to be playing. Um, so I think... It's going to be, and golf, like people are going to be looking at their um, costs. Full stop. Be it golf or anything else, any expenditure that's not absolutely absolutely necessary, people will look at it.
1: There was an interesting um, survey that BRS did, where they asked if um, your golf club membership was essential or not, um, and. Uh, I think I'm I'm doing this off the top of my head, so apologies if this is slightly out, but I think it was sort of 52, 53% of people said that golf club membership was essential to them. About a third or so said it was a a, a luxury. Um, And you could take that in two ways, really. You could look at that in two ways. Oh my God, only a third of people think it's essential. I actually went the other way and thought, wow, half the people who are playing golf still say that no matter what is happening to them financially or in their life, golf club a membership is an absolutely essential part of who they are
0: well i think and that 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 i think is the sort of saving grace for the industry is that there is still an enormous number of hardcore golfers for who it is essential i think is overstating it but it is just part of the fabric of what they do It's how they spend their leisure time um so i think yeah i think that that is. like the good news for golf basically but there's definitely going to be a correction like it's a very strange thing that anyone would assume there wouldn't be a correction because the boom in golf was caused by covid covid was obviously a hopefully a sort of black swan type incident um and therefore any sort of thing that happened immediately on the back of it probably is not here to stay
1: yeah, I mean, I, I can't... For, for everything that I've described in the first sort of 15 minutes of this podcast, I can't see a time when I wouldn't be at a golf club. No. Like, what would I do on a weekend?
0: So I think that that is what it comes down to. It's like being married, isn't it? It's like you go through peaks and troughs, you annoy each other a lot, but you can't ever really see a, a time when you're not together. And that is a big thing about golf club membership for me. And You you will categorically rejoin. I I don't think... If, if I have suggested that...
1: that um, I wasn't going to stay in golf. That's 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 probably the wrong thing to think about. I mean, I'm like being picky here. I think, and I'm sort of saying, I want everything in the garden to be rosy.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I want everything to be green. And please, can you just sort me out with this? Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a matter of. Um, and I think, and I think this is. It's come to light in the winter because, as I said earlier on, in the summer you can mask it to a point because the competition's going on, aren't there? And I'll play in as many competitions as possible. I love competitive golf. Um, but yeah.
0: But, you're, but the marriage analogy sort of works and yeah. just to sort of push back about you and your woes at um, your club. You do to a degree put in what you get out, don't you? Uh, yeah. And so I've, you, uh, yeah. You've got to stick your neck out and go and try and join a few two balls and try and create your own little clique. Amen.
1: I will look forward to that. <laughs> uh, we're going on break, aren't we now? Well, apparently so, yeah. We, we've decided that Christmas is coming early in the from the Clubhouse podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, that was good though that I am gonna, I'm going to play this winter oh, sorry this Christmas I'm determined that our family is going to be one of those families that goes and has a game on Boxing Day morning um, which I'm going to try and start this year um, even if it's only a few olds to get out of the house uh, but it'll be nice to have a break from work come back renewed in the new year enjoy doing this podcast with you Steve next year it's all going to be about Competitions, types of competitions. Why is my handicap going up? Where are we going on golf holidays? Why nobody loves me? Oh, we need to stop next <laughs> week because I'm going to Portugal. Golfing. Uh, so it's huge, isn't it? So all of the new, all of the major equipment manufacturers are launching new products in January and February. Uh, so Hannah and I and some members of the review team are going to Westcliffs in Lisbon to hit some of that product and write down what we think about it.
1: So there will be some great content to have a look at in January,
0: please. Well, that's, well, that's the theory, yeah. The um, uh, The weather forecast is a disaster. We're going to Portugal, obviously, because it's going to be a bit warmer, but there, there's literal thunderstorms planned for three out of five days we're supposed to be there.
1: Golf and thunderstorms are not a good mix.
0: <laughs> no, they're not. Anyway, so that is it for 2022 and the From the Clubhouse podcast. Please give us a subscribe. We'll be back in the first week of January. Enjoy your Christmas, however you spend it. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your golfing year.
1: Yes, compliments of the season to all of you. Goodbye.